And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I am Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo DeKeel as always. Danielle Lehman is our producer. And Mo, I just got back home from an instant classic hideous game where the Knicks beat the Celtics 120 to 117 in overtime. The Knicks are winning again. The Celtics are losing again. This game was an absolute cluster. I mean, this game was completely nuts because... It really looked like the Knicks had this game pretty much well in hand with like three, four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then they just went into this whole prevent offense type of stuff. And all of a sudden, the Celtics make a run. You know, like it was pretty impressive that that end of the fourth quarter run that the Celtics made. But I'm just more shocked at just how bad offensively the Knicks were in their clutch. And it's not a new thing. I know Knicks fans are like, oh, it's just another day for, for Knicks fans. But it was pretty impressive. They almost they tried to blow this game in, in in regulation. I mean, the Celtics had a chance to win it before overtime. It was crazy. So like five minutes left, there's subs. They're, uh, Knicks are up by twelve. Derek White uh, is out. Brogdon comes in to bring some offense. R.J. Barrett goes out. Quentin Grimes comes in to bring some floor spacing and defense. By the time Barrett checked back in. Uh, three minutes later, it was a two-point game. <laughs> like, it just, I mean, it, to, it evaporated. To, to really just kind of just hammer how bad the Knicks' offense were, they didn't score. They were stuck on 110 for a long time. I mean, I think like the last two or three minutes of regulation and the la- and the first three minutes of overtime. And, you know, the Celtics go on a 5-0 run in overtime, and then they can't close the deal because then their offense begins to suck. Yeah, it was so weird because, like, so the Celtics, the Knicks didn't score from the 225 mark in the fourth all the way to the 245 mark in overtime. Like, that's insane. And then it was just end of the game. Randall, he just asserted himself. He kept asserting himself in these big moments. His power was overwhelming. He hit, he found his touch late in this game. Like, it was a big night for him with 37 points. Yeah, no, this was a uh, kind of a, hey, everybody, you forgot about me, Julius Randall. On a night when the All Star starters were were announced, and we'll get to that in a minute, but Randall kind of making a case to be a reserve. I mean, the way he played was super impressive. You know, I thought he was just dominant. He had a run in the first quarter, Jared, where I thought he just showed everything he can do. He was hitting spot up shots. He was bullying guys. He was showing some quickness to the rim for a, you got a nice little dunk on Al Horford. Like he was, it was pretty impressive. His just overall performance and then him kind of taking control in this game. He had a huge dunk on Tatum in the second half as well. Like he, there were a few times where the crowd went completely dead silent because he just shocked everybody with him throwing it down. Um, I mean, also just a, a really, really, really solid game um, all around for the Knicks, but especially for uh, Brunson, just like, 
carving his way through the entire Celtics defense over and over again. 29 points, seven assists. I, I mean, it feels like the Knicks have to have an all-star somewhere in there between him and Julius. Yeah, the question is, do you think they have two? I think one, uh, one of them is going to make it. The question is, can they get two of them? Is is really what it's going to come down to because Brunson's a key, just so important for that offense to just make everything go and get everything flowing with with everything. And and, and I mean, twenty nine point seven assists, like really was pretty solid himself down the stretch. I just think in general, man, like. Let me just ask you, Jared, if you had a vote, would you put both of them in? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but it just I don't think the math adds up for you to be able to get two of those guys in there. I'm leaning towards Randall. I think it's got to be Randall at this point. Um, he's just he's just he's he's the guy that carries their scoring for the most part. Um, he's just been back on this year. His focus has been just so much better this year. And the fact that he can still dominate in a night where he shoots five for 13 from three, it's like it just shows you the persistence is there um, at a level that it just wasn't quite there um, last year. Um, but, it, it, you know, another guy that probably would squeeze out Brunson, Jalen Brown. Like Jalen yep. Brown probably is going to make it over him, even though Jalen Brown had two free throws at the end of overtime here, a chance to take the lead. And he break the first one. You're like, all right, he'll be fine. Make the second one, reset his elbow, get the wrist down. Same exact wide right miss. That was brutal. Yeah, that was uh, pretty rough. I thought those would be automatic once he got to the line and then <laughs> Not for sure was confident the second one uh, doesn't help his case. I'm kidding. Of course, he'll, he'll, I, I think he's an automatic lock for the all-star, but uh, it, it's it was really surprising there, and that's really what hurt them because then R.J. Barrett goes down, knocks down his his free throws when he gets fouled come down the other way. And the Knicks, I thought, did a great job defending the Celtics' end of gameplay there with, you know, Brunson taking away Brown on the sideline and then being able to contest, you know, not just Jason Tatum's shot. When they get the offensive rebound, he gets the block on Malcolm Brogdon. So I think that was a pretty impressive thing. Hey, the Knicks almost blew it. That's that's basically the the headline. They, should, they, they stole a win there. They should be happy with it. Jalen Brunson, elite defender, Knicks winning ball club. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Luka Doncic went down three minutes into this game. Rolled his ankle. It doesn't look pretty. Doesn't matter because Spencer Dewitty is here to save the day. And the Mavs beat the Suns ninety nine to ninety five. Spence went off. No, no, no. Spence didn't go off. Dinwiddie was in the zone, man. He was just in the zone. Jared, he was hitting everything, man. He hit a bank three in there, like whatever he was throwing up. It was just. It got to the point where the Suns had to double him. Didn't matter. He was doing a great job getting off 
the double, getting off the ball when the double was coming. And then the rest of the Mavs after that were doing a phenomenal job of the swing, swing three. Dwight Powell, short roll, hitting the weak side for the three. You know, I thought Josh Green had a good game for them. I, you know, overall, like this was just a great performance, a huge step up moment for them. Cause when Luka Doncic goes down with three, you know, three minutes into the game, you're just kind of like, damn, this, this thing's going to be over. Like, how are the Mavs going to be able to, to kind of maintain in this one? And to their credit, man, they didn't miss a beat. They just went to work. I love how we spend so much time commiserating over Luka not having a supporting cast that he needs. And look how they step up with Luka going down. Just unbelievable. Just unbelievable, man. I mean, Dinwiddie was out there looking like Billy Hoyle. Just right in the zone, man. <laughs> I'm in the zone, man. I'm in the fucking zone. Would you relax? I'm in the zone. Very end of this game, CP hits a nice layup. He finished with 22 points and 10 assists. It looks like he's starting to come back to form. I mean, he looked good. Like, this was one of those things I thought he had a nice play. This was vintage CP down the stretch. Beautiful splitting of the defense in the pick and roll, getting to the layup, a quick one in transition. A couple plays before that, you know, running, a, executing a Monty Williams out of timeout play and hitting Cam Johnson for the three. Like just, it was, this is the CP that they need that we did not see at the start of the season for a while. And I was beginning to question whether he was back and and all that. Granted, this is just off of one game, but he's beginning to look better. If he can get that kind of flow back and they can get Devin Booker back in sometime soon, I think they're going to be all right, Jared. And I, when I mean, all right, I mean, just make the playoffs. Uh, (laughs) But it's, I, confidence building game for you if you're you're a Chris Paul fan last game I want to get to here quickly it's the Pistons beating the Nets 130 to 122 even though Kyrie Irving had 40 points Nick Claxton had 27 points on 11 for 13 shooting but there was a guy that had zero points in this game and it was really concerning Ben Simmons take me through what you saw in this game and especially what Jacques Vaughn had to say afterwards I mean, to be honest, what I saw was just what we've seen from Ben Simmons more than not more than more than we would like this year. And I think it's just him being not aggressive and being just kind of there, but not really there and not really pushing and things like that. It's funny. We you watch him in the game against the Sixers, you know, in that second half, he was really aggressive. And then on the second night of a back to back just comes out and lays a dud. And I think that's kind of what led to to some of those comments from Jack Vaughn after the game. And I think that's something that's, you know, needs to be addressed at this point. Like, I don't know how long you can keep kind of just waiting on Ben if you're the Nets. Well, I guess the good news is they got two all-star starters. The starters are finally announced. And uh, we have Kyrie Irving. We have Donovan Mitchell. We have Jason Tatum. We have Kevin Durant, and we have Giannis. So Joel Embiid will come off of the bench. Giannis, he was first in player and fan rank, but he was second in media. JT was number one. KD was fourth in the media voting. That was pretty interesting. But uh, what do you think of Kyrie making the starting lineup? Because I feel like that was the most surprising one. I mean, he dropped 40 tonight. I mean, if we're just going just based on basketball, like I'm I'm not surprised by that. You know, fans Mm -hmm. love him. There's a big fan base for him in, in in that regard. I think the players really like him. So I think that 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 carries him a long way with all of that. And I mean, when you just look at what he's doing on the court, you can't tell me it's not earned just on the court stuff. And I, I, I think that matters. And I think that's part of the the deal there. So, you know, I'm not surprised he got a low vote from the media, but, you know, 
the the media vote doesn't count as much. And then on the other side, uh, for the West, Steph Curry, he gets in over Shea. I feel like a lot of guys had Shea as their kind of like fun sleeper pick. Uh, but Luka Doncic, he's starting as well. And then LeBron, Jokic, and Zion. I mean, what did you think of Zion getting it? Yeah, that one I, I probably have a little more trouble with just with the fact that he's not played games. It, it, unfortunately, that's just the situation. You know, he's hurt again, and and we haven't seen him for a few weeks now, and it's it's tough. But this is, you know, again, this is where it comes to the fan vote and things like that, and, and that's who the people want to see. But it's tough because, you know, there are some guys out there that probably deserve you know, a, a, a chance at it. And who knows if Zion's even going to be healthy enough to play in the game. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, what was interesting was Zion was fourth in fan and media voting, but third with the players uh, while they had uh third was uh, Sabonis was third for the media vote. AD was third for the fan vote, which, you know, the fan vote obviously is half. Uh, so it was really interesting the way it played out, but because AD was down to seventh for the players and six for media, he kind of just fell behind Zion. So I, I guess the math is working as intended. I mean, if it's Zion or AD, I mean, really, we're doing it's the this, same like, argument. Like, for they're both, both right? so damn injured. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, you know, I know AD just made the return, but it's like, it's almost at that point, you're kind of just. Yeah, you just shrug your shoulders going like, okay, I guess like this is what we're doing. Um, I think the the one thing that's kind of more interesting and a little more uh, shocking, I shouldn't say shocking, but just kind of sucks. Joel Embiid should be a starter and Jason Tatum should be listed as a guard and Jason Tatum should be a guard as starting. And I think that's something I would have, you know, liked to have seen in that regard. I mean, Embiid's, as as great as he's playing, he kind of just got squeezed out in that whole scenario of of the four forwards. But I think that's something that hopefully the NBA can try to rectify for next year. Won't make a difference for this year, obviously. I'm just curious if you put Tatum at the two, who's your one? Is it Mitchell or is it Kyrie? For me, it's Mitchell. Or someone else. For me, it's okay. Mitchell. Uh, you know, uh, I I, I would have been much at, at that point. Is it the question for me? Is would you have Kyrie or Joel Embiid? in your all-star team as a starter and i would I, that's where i would go and beat so um and then Kyrie would end up getting pushed out yeah totally agree and i think we can agree it's time to end the show so that'll do it for mo Keel and daniel lehman our producer jared weiss we'll see you next week on the daily dig ding ding As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 